I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. to the Wise Men Say Preview podcast as we look forward to Sunderland's game against Bristol Rovers on Saturday, 3pm at the Stadium of Light. My name's Frankie Francis. I'm joined in the studio tonight by Richard Easterbrook. Good evening. And Matthew Keeling. Good evening. How are you doing, chaps? Everyone all right? Yeah, good. Good, 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 good. I'm, uh, I'm massively out of breath. Yeah, you had to run here <laughs> from the uh, city centre, but uh, you feeling all right? You up for the challenge of the next, you know, however many minutes talking about Sunderland? Yeah, I'll be able to gather my breath as time time goes on, but yeah, I'm, I'm currently heart rate is in the hundreds. Well, okay, well, well, hopefully that'll settle by the end of the podcast. I guess we could maybe first start by looking back at the the game on Tuesday evening. Uh, it was against um, Walsall, Walsall again, but again. this time at home in the FA Cup, and uh, we got beat, Matthew. Yeah poor all across the board really mm. but personally not too upset about it really. yeah there was a moment when we were pushing in the last five ten minutes and looked like we might get a goal was there anything in the back of your mind thinking please don't score kind of said to me mate when we went one nil down if we're not going to score two i'd rather we didn't bother yeah because i couldn't an extra half an hour of extra time apart from the fact it was absolutely freezing mm. just wasn't what anyone needed yeah. An extra half an hour playing, it just it was pleased we didn't bother. Basically, yeah. I mean there was there was the, the the carrot of Bolton away in the next round. Richard, uh, yeah. are you a traditionalist? Do you think we should have? Uh, well, we didn't get a performance, but we certainly put a strong side out, didn't we? Yeah, we did. I, mean, I, I love the FA Cup. You know, despite all its recent recent kind of devaluing by the clubs in the in and around the football league, and I think FA Cup third round day is the best day of the season. And a nice little trip down to Bolton, albeit not being the most, the most like kind of grand fixture. It's mm. still you know an opportunity to get into that fourth round pot. And I think it's an opportunity missed, but on the other side of things, it's it could be a, a you know a, a silver lining in the fact that the games are really starting to stack up now. Yeah, we need a good run of league fixtures to get that get that back on track. Yeah, so it could be a blessing in disguise. Yeah, there was a result that went our way in the league on Tuesday night. Yeah. With, um, was Portsmouth got, got a bit of Charlton, didn't they? Um, would you have taken that before kick-off? Yeah, I think it was the most important game of the night, to be honest. Mm. I, and we weren't even in it. Um, I think if you'd have said we're going to lose, but they're going to they're going to lose as well, I'd, I'd have taken that, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, incidentally, this was um, uh, the first time we'd been knocked out in the second round of the FA Cup since the last time we were in the third division. Wow. Mm. That's that well, there we go. We'll win the league then. Yeah, who knows? Um, there's some other cup news came out in the in the last couple of days, and that's uh, all to do with the Checker Trade draw against Newcastle. Now that was drawn, we were going to play their under 23s uh, at home, mm-hmm. uh, and they have announced the the date and time of 
definite for that. It will be the 8th of January, 7.45 kickoff. Tickets from £15, which has caused a little bit of discussion online, Richard. Um, first of all, for the, the, the draw, um, how, 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 do you, how do you see Sunderland playing this one? Just going at it as we have done every other game in the checkered trade, I, I guess. Yeah, it has to be. I mean, it, it always has been kind of a first team minus two or three. Mm-hmm. I think we need to approach it exactly the same way, you know, regardless of the fact that it is Newcastle United. They're not going to bring a full strength team. They can't bring a full strength team anyway. Mm. We've got to approach it the same way as we have against Notts County, the same way we have against against the other teams that we played in the cup. And now it's not just a normal uh, game, even though it's yeah. uh, under twenty three side Matthew. And there's going to be uh, you know passions running high. Yeah, I think that when you look at the Stoke Stoke under twenty ones went to Port Vale, and there was a lot of. A lot of bother went on there, and I think that's an indication as well for me, though, that the under-23, under-21s isn't actually, under-21 level, Port Vale, we played them and they were not great. They mm. just comfortably beat Stokes under-23s, and I think if we play similar teams to what we've been feeling, I think we should have no trouble with that. I think Newcastle may bring a couple of more experienced players in who maybe don't get first team minutes at the minute, like... Shelby, um, <laughs> but I think if we, like Richard says, if we play a strong team without going overboard, I, I think we should be should be fine. We can take no chances though, because if we lose, that's horrific. Yeah, it's almost a, maybe it's some to some extent. Oh, that is should we should explain what that is now. Richard has changed his ringtones on his phone to Alan Partridge noises, and that was Richard's Amazing. phone going off in the in the background there. That's fine. I tried to do it, but we, we, I couldn't get the app because I haven't got an Android. Yeah. yeah, sorry about that. It's been really, really annoying my family back home. <laughs> now, every time it goes off now, it... it yeah, uh, where, sorry. Where, 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 what was I speaking about? Um, the gate. The, 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 yeah. the, the, the gate on the night, I guess. The, the... Yeah, so it's, it looks like we're going to give Newcastle fans the chance to watch the game. Up to 5,000 mm-hmm. at the moment is what they are allowed. Um, and uh, on the Sunderland tickets, there's been a price of £15 put on on that. Uh, Richard, first of all, your thoughts on Newcastle fans in the thousands coming to essentially what is to them an under-23 game? I think, first of all, I, I disagree with, with the 5,000 figure. Mm-hmm. As it, Fundamentally, I think it should be what we have been selling as, a, as, a, as an, an official capacity for, for the Trek Trade games, which is the East Stand plus whatever capacity they've got, mm-hmm. which isn't that many. Mm-hmm. And I think that's that's the terms we should have been putting to Newcastle. We shouldn't be saying, yes, we've got a 48,000 capacity stadium, so therefore you can have 4,800 fans. Mm-hmm. Because realistically, we're not going to sell 48,000. Plus, we're not going to have the infrastructure to, to handle that amount of... Newcastle fans through the door. I don't think. On I think a Tuesday evening, midweek as well. Yeah, I think the discussions will be going on behind the behind closed doors. Um, in terms of safety advisory group, yeah, they hold a lot of sway because they're the leading stakeholders in council, yeah. um, police, um, ambulance service, things like that. You know, they're all they're all institutions that we have to put money in their pockets for, and. Five thousand fans on a on a Tuesday night is not is not ideal. You, Rich, Richard, you've worked on big events in the in the northeast and the sporting calendar. How how important is the word from from the police on, on this? It's, it's they, very, they could they could just say no supporters at this point they, in, the, in the day, could they? They can. It would still be it would still be Sunderland's decision. But in the past, whatever the essay, the SAG have said. Uh, that that's what that's what the inst- that's what the, the the company have gone with. That's what the uh, organisers, as in Sunderland, have gone with. Mm. It does hold a lot of sway. Um, 
as, as unpopular as it has been in the past, such as decisions to cut um, Man United's away mm. following because of um, persistent standing and bad behaviour, things like that. You know, the the club might not dis- might not agree with it, but they have to follow suit with that because they know they've got the intel on the ground. They know, you know, how the fans will be travelling to the game and what kind of threat there would be on the night um, mm. in terms of potential threats. They know how to handle the crowd control on the evening as well. Mm. Um, you know, they talk quite big about sterile zones, things like that. And mm. it's made a little bit more difficult by the fact that now in the upper tier of the North Stand, um, mm. it does make things a little bit more logistically difficult. Whereas in the past, it was quite easy enough to 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 have them in, in, in the South, South Stand. Well, yeah. they did put the Walsall fans there on... In the south, and there was about they've fifty that, of they've, them. But they've done that a couple of times in yeah. the checker trade, and they put Notts County fans in the north, lower north. Yeah. So yeah, obviously they can't put not five thousand of them. So it's a, it is a it's, it's a it can't there can't be five thousand of them. But for yeah. me, it, it I wouldn't be surprised to that end up somewhere around fifteen hundred. Right. Um, well, that, well, let's move the conversation on to the ticket and price. And this has started a conversation, uh, especially on social media, with previous games being only uh, £3 per ticket. Um, there is going to be extra costs involved, like Richard was alluding to, the uh, the whole uh, the SAG rate, which will take place. And look at the uh, look at what's in front of them and then price accordingly, I, I guess. But, Matthew, you haven't got a problem with the ticket price. Not for me. I think I've had a few people... Come at me, not come at me, but mention it on Twitter. Yeah. Um, Waiting outside your house. Yeah. There's a guy who said it was okay. Um, saying that, why couldn't we just do it for £3 a take? I think like, you, you can't. And I think not only just the cost, I think they're going to want to keep any sort of, well, there's going to be some kind of altercations you would imagine, but they want to keep that to a minimum. And I think, I don't know if they're using it as a, to put, so, like some people off maybe thinking oh I'll not bother now yeah. keep the crowd down to a certain extent I don't think they're doing it to make money because uh, I think if they were going to do that they would have just charged 25 quid because mm. they, they, they could quite easily have done that they charge what they want basically yeah. Um, yeah, £3 for the games anyway was a kind of goodwill gesture yeah like it's, it's a first team competition for us you get 3 quid I mean yeah, same price as a programme yeah Cheaper than a pint. It right? is, yeah, you're right. Cheaper so. than a pint. What, what's your views on it, Richard? And I, I didn't actually realise it was three pounds last time for the North County game, so I, I got a free ticket off my mate who had to drive to Gateshead <laughs> to get it from his house. And when I picked up the ticket, it was like three pounds. It was ten pound on the door, though. Yeah, like, so that, that makes me feel a little yeah. bit. I also got a parking ticket, but we're not, we're not going. <laughs> which means kind of net cost of the ticket was was thirty eight pounds. Yeah. Um, which that shows how much you love Sunderland. Though. Exactly, yeah, yeah. I'm not going to pay it. Though. What about no, the 15, What about the fifteen pound for the, for the ticket? Then are you I, all right with I, that? I think that's about right. Yeah, as as, as Matthew says, we, we you know we could have charged twenty five and still got a respectable gate on the night. Um, mm. Fifteen is a good price point. Um, we'll move the conversation on again. There's some breaking news in the last hour or so, or the last couple of hours, that the South Stand has officially been renamed the Volker End. Um, that was the one I voted for. Did you guys vote? I did, yeah. And for the Volker End? Volker End, yeah. Uh, Richard, did you abstain from the vote? I, ab- I abstained, yeah, just on a technicality. It's, <laughs> it's not the Volker End. You should take the roof off it now, though. Well, really? the North Stand, maybe the North East Corner, that would be more Volker. Right, maybe okay. the East Stand is probably... Yeah. Point to point closer to Roker yeah. than the South Stand. The South Stand is furthest away from Roker, so I'd call it. I'd, I'd, so I'd not Roker end. Possibly the Colliery end, but it just felt a bit. It felt a bit. Well, I think that what what never happened with the Stadium of Light was any kind of continuing kind of link from Roker Park. Was there? No. It was complete. You know, new badge, new stadium. Everything was. 
different, except for Peter Reed's team at the time, I mm-hmm. guess. Um, but I, I'm I'm happy with the the, the link back to the Volker end. I never saw the Volker end in its glory. Apparently, yeah. you know, well, I don't think any of us will have because it was in the, the 50s and 60s, yeah, wasn't it? it was... And before that, when it was a huge stand, and when I started going in the early 90s, it was very diminished, and it was off. It was where the away fans went. Yeah, and it had yeah. no roof. Yeah. So it was often, you know, looked at a very <laughs> depressing sight on a cold night, you know, in, in Roker. But uh, in, in, in the years gone by, and I have actually got friends who would always go in the Roker end with their parents and, and they said, you know, that's where, you know, the whole Roker Raw originated from. So, uh, you know, a nice continuation there for a historical nod point of view. Yeah. Uh, and another example of the owner's, Handing back a little bit of power, Richard, to the fans and having a bit of a say in this decision, or in fact, at all say in it. Yeah, I, I like that. I mean, in the past, under under Murray, I remember we did a few kid votes, and there were, you could choose one of three yeah. kits, and oh, we chose yeah. the away kit when we first moved into the stadium, and that that, that felt quite nice. I mean, because we we kind of influence it mm. a little bit more. Um, and Do you remember and, which kit that was. It was, was it the, the blue, blue? It was the blue with the horizontal red, yeah. red stripe. Yeah. That, yeah. The other choices the were blue the... and a light, I think it was a lighter blue one and right. it was a green one. I think they did it for the last um, A6 home kit as well. Yeah. Because yeah. that was only going to be for one season because mm-hmm. um, I remember them making a few mock-ups and voting for that one. I remember seeing them on the back of the Echo, the yeah. three kits next to each other. And but how did you vote? You had to write into the Echo? I think you had to write in. Again, I didn't vote because... Abstained. You know, Technicality. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> we, um, won't, we won't ask which way you voted on the European uh, Union referendum. Let's <laughs> not. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll remain... <laughs> he abstained. My, I'll, I'll remain to keep my uh, choices uh, <laughs> private on that one. Uh, yeah, so um, the, 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 the club were consulting. They went through the uh, Red and White Army for this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also the Red and White Army are planning to put some kind of murals inside of the uh, concourse as well oh, okay. recently with uh, captains famous captains throughout the, the years uh, the concourses have always been the same since the, the, the place opened of tw- over 20 yeah. years ago now so it would bring a bit more colour to it wouldn't it Matthew? Yeah it would I think it would a bit of character as well I think they're very um, although they've got the names of some old players around the bars used to be names yeah. of players yeah. didn't they? I don't know if it's still are. They used like to have like Bob's flags. Burgers Bar or something. Yeah, yeah, they had flags on the, the on the approach. But there was kind of, it was kind of like medieval times oh, flags, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. 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 it said like Len Shackle. Yeah. are they still there? Yeah. Surely they're sure. covered in yeah. pigeon yeah. rubbish like, yeah. now. I'm not sure actually. I'm, I mean, I've, the amount of times that you go there now and you don't actually notice. What's don't around. look up. Never look but up. Someone, wasn't someone said what? Breeze block before. It still is. Is it? Yeah, Craigie. It still is, or just grey concrete, but pretty much breeze block everywhere, except in the family zone. You know, get there yeah. two hours before every home game, everyone. Um, it's got a green floor, and there's a, the uh, occasional murals of uh, Samson and Delilah on the wall as well. I've got the PlayStations on the wall in there. But apart from that, everywhere else, it's just the occasional, I don't know, betting poster or something like yeah. that. There's, no, there's nothing around the, the concourse. But I, I don't think that's unusual. If nah. you, you know, you visit other stadiums, have nothing like that. Nah. It's just uh, identical concourse, really. Yeah. yeah. Like, well, going to Man City... A few seasons ago, they've got lots of stuff around their ground. They probably have like uh, sort of raw shops or something in theirs, do they? <laughs> yeah. Well, um, Laser Pride- Quest or something. Pride <laughs> <laughs> Park has a Greg's on the corner, which is something we've. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. 
Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Never done, and it's something that we should do. We should do, yeah. That, that's an yeah. official That's an official. The Hawthorns does as well, in the family zone. Did it? West Brom, yeah. That's but did the last time I, was I remember there. when the uh, the stadium opened and all the corners were called the McDonald's enclosures, yeah. and I thought there would be McDonald's yeah. inside them. There was not. There was not. No. In fact, instead we had to just have um, McMurray's. <laughs> <laughs> he should have totally coined in on that, yeah. but he didn't. Great idea. Uh, let's look ahead towards the weekend's fixture, then, lads. Uh, we are playing Bristol Rovers. 3pm on Saturday afternoon. Bristol have had a... Well, today they've announced they've sacked the manager. Yeah. After four and a half years, Daryl Clark has been sacked. Sometimes that has... Uh, just two things could happen there. They have a reaction with someone new. It's a caretaker who I think previously it, I managed don't know if them before. Marcus, oh, Marcus Stewart was there. But Unless this has changed in the last no, few hours. No, he's been released as part oh, of the deal he? as well. Yeah. Oh, right. He was the assistant manager, but he's, he's left. So it's their first team coach, Graham Coughlin. Yeah, so essentially they could be on the ropes. Mm. You know, if we get an early goal, you would think they would... They would yeah. You know, they would... Roll over if if you like. Uh, let's have a look what else they've been up to. They've only um, they've lost seven of the last ten games. They lost on of the weekend, which obviously started off this um, sacking. They got to be four nil at Don- of Doncaster at home at the weekend. Uh, currently twenty first, which means they're fourth or bottom in the relegation zone in this league. Only won four games all season, drawn five, lost twelve on seventeen points. Incidentally, though, they've only scored seventeen. Um, and only conceded 25. 25 is not bad. I think we must be on, I'm not shy of that. Yeah. About 20 or something like that. Mm. But at 25, only conceding 25 and to get beat um, 12 times. They must have been down by a few goals. Obviously, the weekend's result didn't help them. No. Um, but, you know, on paper, as we're looking at it right now, as we do for most of these games, they don't concede a lot, but they are very vulnerable, especially without a manager, Richard. Yeah, well, Daryl Clark led them from from League 2 in at the conference and back out again up through to League 1 and mm. they, they had a couple of good seasons consolidation yet it all kind of fell off this season and you know for whatever reason that is we've got to take full advantage of that and the fact that there's going to be so much uncertainty there they've, they've not been playing as well as they, sh- they should have been their top scorer has got four goals yeah. Ollie Clark one to watch out for mm. we've got four you know, goals you know. we've got to look at this game as being an opportunity to get back on track yeah it's been a bit um Higgledy piggledy with uh, with yeah. with fixtures here, there, and everywhere. Different cup games. You had the the postponed game, which was seventy minutes in. You know, which was it's turned out to be a bit of a nightmare. Do you think that was a factor? Sorry to skip backwards. Was that a factor? Do you think on Tuesday night? Yeah, and I think the pitch was. It must, it'll have been like playing, even though they didn't play one full one. It'll been like playing two games. The pitch was all, like was shocking. Yeah, and I think for it then not to count for anything, must have, like whether psychologically you think I've. We've done all of that. We've gone through that game, and yeah. we might as well have just not even travelled there. Yeah, we, we were at the beanback back at uh, back at the stadium. Oh yeah, how was that? It, it was really good. I mean, as soon as the rain 
really started you the cameraman was having real trouble <laughs> was so, he did he ever do the thing with the hanky the time. <laughs> he was making he was making it worse i don't know what he was using he must have been using like his old grandma's doily or something because it was just getting more and more blurry and you just couldn't see a thing yeah like, if, if this is our view i don't know what, what i couldn't see. see but for the rain the, yeah the rain was because it was sideways rain as well it was horrible and it, Maguire's goal no one really realized what was going on because yeah. you couldn't you spend that much time just like not getting hit in the face by <laughs> by like hailstone it turned into oh, as well. No the roof. One, no roof. The one noticeable thing we saw on, on the TV was that the pitch looked to be a bit downhill as well. Like we were attacking yeah, the, the, the open end. The pitch, yeah. and How's that all right? Surely that's not okay. Because you, like like spon- you could see the yeah, sponsor well, yeah. boards and they were going across a level and it was like it was getting higher and higher. <laughs> yeah. as well as we yeah. Got to the Sunderland end and I thought, you know, that's going to be a real factor in the second half. We're going to be playing up that. Yeah. And there's yeah. that horrible bit on the on the left flank, which where the ball was just holding up every time yeah. and we were having real trouble with that in the first half and obviously it just looked, it just got faster we were the watching end. the players warm up and McLaughlin was warming up and he bounced the ball and it just didn't bounce splattered back. on the floor the yeah. referee came over and the keeper was going oh yeah yeah I just bounced it and caught it so you didn't I've just <laughs> watched you do it, they wanted it on. They've, yeah. got, they've got another game down there but what my point was um, that, that didn't help then we had the, the, the FA Cup game Um so Saturday is you know we find ourselves a couple of games behind in the league now. Mm-hmm. You know we're down to third now, but because of games in hand, we need to get back to winning ways on Saturday with a, with a good home win and a strong side out yeah. again. But hopefully more of a performance on Tuesday. Yeah, I think if you could choose a game to have, I would choose probably this. Not that I know a great deal about Bristol, but as we've gone through the, mm. the form, I would choose a game like this at home. An early goal, as you say. An early goal, another three nil at half time situation. Yeah, and or a few, like that, a few you know? goals again as well. I think, with just to get everyone back. Portsmouth have just lost, mm-hmm. so there's a real chance now if we win our games in hand, we're one point behind, and we've got to play them soon as well. Yeah, we so, do. Yeah, so, <laughs> that's it. Richard's phone going <laughs> off again. Partridge again. Um, so. <laughs> Sorry, I've lost. Um, so, yeah, we'll, we'll get back on track with things on, on Saturday with three points against Bristol Rovers. We've got uh, Gooch coming back into the side. Matthews as well, hopefully, coming I hope back so, in. Cause I think we really missed him on Tuesday. You really miss him, and I think I fell for Luke 09 because he's obviously never played fullback before. No. Or knows what a fullback is by the looks of the performance. Uh, no one came out of Tuesday night with, with any kind of. You know, accolade. I think, to be fair, he did about as well as you could. He, he didn't do anything wrong, no. but he just, he was so uncomfortable playing there. It was quite obvious. So that would help. Um, news Duncan Watmore will be in the squad today. Do you think that's too soon, or do you think it's long time coming, Richard? I think it's too soon, but we're at the stage of the season where we're going to start needing, especially those forward players. I mean, yeah. Sinclair's not looking. To be on top of confidence at the moment. Um, I don't think it helped on Tuesday any of the fans who jeered him when he went no, off. That's, that's not good. We discussed no. that on the reaction pod the other night. That's not uh, clever. Watching him for, for 80 odd minutes against um, Notts County the other week, mm. it, that could have been a real opportunity for him to, to get back on track. And with the, the penalty notwithstanding, he didn't really do that much to convince me that, that he should be in the team. He does play well sometimes with uh, Madja and Gooch as well, yeah. I've noticed. So, so the, those are on the starting line. I mean, you've got a good, would you start with two up front at the home of the weekend? Yeah, I think I would. Um, with Sinclair Madja, then, do you think? Um, yeah, I suppose it would be. I, I, I think Maguire plays well up front, to be fair, but when he's played up front, he's usually on his own. I, so, I, sometimes, I would tend to disagree with you a little bit because that last game he played up front by himself was must have been the last home 
Lee right. game. Who was that? He didn't. Uh, was it when he was against yeah, Barnsley. Yeah, was, and he kind of kept yeah. running offside. Yeah, he got through a few times. Sluggish but, yeah, a little bit quick enough by that point in the game. But I think two, two, Sinclair Magic, I'd, I'd like to see them more. Yeah. Or, yeah. I think that needs to develop a bit. I'd like to. You know, we we need to get Magic boiled, no, boiled down. We need to get him tied down to a boil him down. We need to get him tied down to a deal. Magic soup. <laughs> and the, the, you know, the longer he's playing for us and playing well for us in our first team, the longer he stands a chance of signing that deal. Um, yeah, still no news on that. No. Although there was some whispers yesterday, wasn't there? Saying I think Stuart Don might have said, or someone from the club said, yeah, they're hopefully he nailing down by Christmas. Was it? I think was it Donald come out and said that they've told him. Him and Gooch have told them that they do want to stay. Is that right? Well, they've said the players. The have play, said they want well, to stay. either players or I presume the players have, have either told him or indicated to him that they do want to stay. But until they're signed, yeah, it doesn't. I guess that largely boils down to what division. Are we stop boiling everything yeah. down. Yeah, Honey, <laughs> Honeyman has uh, got activated another year of his contract. Fine. Yeah. So that's like another. That's one to kind of not worry about. I think. For now, because that was yeah. he was another one running out of contract rapidly. Yeah. So I think well, it shows that we need we need Madger firing on all cylinders now. And I, don't, I wouldn't say we've become reliant on him, but the fact that he's he's you know he's he's roughly one one goal a game, and you know, he's, he's if we if he doesn't play, we don't score. Mm. That's, that's I would telling. Uh, I would have Kim Yoka around the squad me because yeah. he's so unpredictable. He doesn't know what he's going to do next. So. The we defenders have no haven't got a clue. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, other other uh, thing that might be happening tonight. Well, it is happening tonight. There's a little documentary coming out about Sunderland called Sunderland Till I Die. It comes out midnight tonight. Available on Netflix. Now, wise men say gaffers, uh, Stephen and Gareth, <laughs> uh, feature he- quite heavily, apparently, in that. Um, there was a link going around on the dark web. It got leaked, apparently. I, haven't, I abstained from watching it. Yeah, uh, and I'm saving myself for the weekend. Anyone staying up tonight to watch it? I might watch the. I was just saying, I might watch the first one and then end up watching three or four. There was a screening. Did any of you guys get invited to the screening? I couldn't make. It. I was. We're I was, not high enough in the pecking order. No, I was, I was invited. Then, then I was uninvited. When yes, that's oh true. yeah, it was withdrawn twice. Yeah. Twice uninvited. I realised other people wanted to go, and then mm. there actually wasn't a ticket in, in the first place. So, mm. what do you think about uh, Rich from about that? that? I was furious. No, <laughs> well, uh, oh, obviously you probably want to boil down the bosses of Wiseman <laughs> said, but the, 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 from a PR point of view, um, I, we've we had it about twenty years ago, probably more, with uh, Premier Passions. Is this a positive thing for the football club to be shown such a, a bleak time in their history? Yeah, I think I think it is. I mean, they've they've not taken any. As as Fullwell seventy three revealed in the in the the podcast they did with with uh, Wiseman say last week, mm. they didn't give Sunderland any money. So Sunderland are going to take any money away from this, but they have to kind of as as clinical as it sounds. They need to monetize this this opportunity and and, and you what know, do you mean by that? Just just make the best of the opportunities that that the wider visibility will 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 as will, a brand as, yeah, as will, a club globally because this, yeah. this could be an international success. Well, yeah. I mean, I guess you've got to have some kind of interest in football. Which you think you know most countries do. A lot of big countries don't, though. You know, but there's an appetite there for this kind of thing. You know, we've seen it recently with the Ma- Manchester City yeah. thing. The, the, there was a Juventus one recently as well, I think. Yeah, there was on, yeah. on Netflix yeah. as well. Um, so it's going to be interesting. Are, are you apprehensive, Matthew, about the way the people of Sunderland are going to be, um, you know, shown in the spotlight? Um, or are you not worried at all? Do you think it's going to be all I football think, focused? I think much. Well, I don't know how much of it is on. The football solely, but I think if people are giving their views on on the 
like the demise of the football club, mm. shall we? Shall we say? I mean, we 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 heard from the the show producers on on the Netflix special, which you can still listen to now, by the way. Just uh, find it on the podcast thread and um, we did hear from them that they were very apathetic of the Sunderland fans point of view mm. and hopefully that's that's cut through and I think it, it has Richard um from what we've we've heard but do you think do you think Sunderland fans want to relive that season yeah there, there were times that even like in the trailer when I was starting to wince and there's, yeah. like, there's one of the, there's like one of the, the chances there's so many like moments in that season yeah. you forget about how yeah. many bad things yeah. happened there's, even like the was it the, the yeah it was the Millwall game and Wright made two Massive yeah. errors. Yeah. Their, their goalkeeper kicked one in, yeah. and I was laughing by the end of it. And my, my daughter, who came with it, was like, "Why are you laughing? This is like terrible. Like, <laughs> yeah. you, you can't do anything but now." Yeah. But watching the trailer just seemed to bring back that kind of PTSD. I <laughs> shake a little bit. So. That's Celtic. Like, um, you on the front, the doctors. Yeah. James Vaughan stepping up to take his penalty again. Celtic was. My memory that's, that's bigger than that. That mm-hmm. was the the uh, the first one. That was the first time I saw Jason Steele. I remember thinking, yeah. This is our number one goalie. Yeah. Couldn't believe that. And then it took me about an hour and a half to, or maybe a little bit longer, to try and get home as I tried to avoid the raging street battles. Yeah, was... And it wasn't just back lanes. It was on the main roads. Yeah, it was just horrendous. It was incredible. It was horrific. What an awful day. It's just all around. If you listen back to the pods from the start of the season in 2017, I said Jason Steele would be a brilliant sign. And I think we got a bit of praise on, on, on social afterwards. Like, mm. He plays for Premier League side now. So well, I'd, I'd watched him for, for a few years again, like for Middlesbrough, and he was he was brilliant. I don't know what happened in those intervening years, but I mean, we're going to see. It was it. all stems from Celtic. Celtic. I think that might have been it. It was a Celtic fan. Someone offered him out. Yes. Like, scared him for yeah. life. Um, what else do we have to say? Well, we'll look. We'll give a prediction for the weekend. Um, Bristol Wolves at home, Richard. What have we got to say about that? I think it's going to happen. I'd like it to be nice and easy, nice and easy, nice and straightforward. Three nil. All goals scored in the first half. Boil them down with three nil victory. Get nice at home. and rendered. <laughs> um, <laughs> Matthew. Um, five. Five. Five nil. Wow. Yeah. This would never have happened last season. Bristol Rovers in disarray. Yeah, Sunderland run right. early, an early no. goal, and yeah. then they just collapsed. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to give a prediction. I'm just going to leave it like that. But I'm going to promote the other things that are happening in and around Wise Men Say. If you missed the Malcolm Crosby podcast, they are now available. Parts one and two, am I right there, guys? One and two are out yeah, yeah. there. And the preview pod with Andy Dawson. And a preview powered pod with Andy Dawson. Uh, Netflix uh, is happening tonight. But why not whet your appetite after listening to this by going back and listening to Stephen and Gareth speaking to the Netflix producers and directors on their uh, podcast they did with those. It's really worthwhile listening to and certainly will get you in the mood for the documentary that comes out later this evening. Um, if you're all going to the game, I hope you have a nice weekend of football. We'll see you next time.
deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.